My story takes place a long time ago, when I was around 10 or 11 years old. My family and I moved into a brand new three-story townhome located in the beautiful and peaceful area of Vienna, Virginia. As we settled in, we took note of simple needed light work throughout the townhome. One particular repair involved the light switch leading to the downstairs to the third level basement. Every time someone would turn on the light switch, it would always flicker briefly and then stop and just didn't work. Since we were renting, my mother had called the owner to schedule a time and day for the repair to occur. The owner promised to call back with the date and time that had worked out for my mother. A couple of days went by, and still no word from the owner. One day I became sick with a cold, and I had a sore throat, which then culminated in me staying home from school for the following day. I had put up a good fight of insisting that I was okay, and that I could tolerate being in school, but in the end, I had to stay home. My father left the house first, then my mother, who first drove my three siblings to school before she too went to work. Being home alone was normal for me and my siblings. Back then, this was pretty typical for kids in my generation, which was during the 70s and 80s. Even though my family and I lived in the nicer neighborhoods, while growing up, my siblings and I were trained to all check the windows and doors several times throughout the day whenever we did stay home alone. Once everyone departed from our home, like clockwork, I'd perform my safety checks. Everything was secured. Mission accomplished. I then turned my attention towards the kitchen to go get some breakfast. After that, I did the typical self-entertaining activities. I played with my Barbies, watched some TV, and I played with some of my other toys as well. When I grew tired and sleepy, I rested on some padded bedding with my favorite blankets on the living room floor, which was directly in front of the fireplace on the middle level of the townhome. That way I could hear the kitchen phone for whenever my mother called to check on me. Now, in case you were wondering, the fireplace was not in use, and the reason for me sleeping on the floor was because, well, our furniture from the movers was delayed, and it hadn't gotten delivered yet. When we moved, we really only took the essentials, and it really wasn't that bad sleeping on the floor. We had wall-to-wall thick brown shag carpeting throughout the townhome, except for the basement, laundry room, foyer, guest bath, kitchen, hallways, and the bathrooms. But I digress. Anyways, back to the story. I had fallen asleep at some point. I don't know how long I slept when I was then awakened by the distant sound of the doorbell. I was then awoken from my deep sleep, and I was a bit disoriented at first. I finally realized that someone was at the door. I kind of just froze, and I stayed where I was at. I just listened. I didn't make a sound. I heard two men's voices. I assumed after a minute or two that they would just go away, and that there would be no need to call my mother at work and let her know what was happening. I was wrong. So wrong. They weren't going away. Then, the knocks on the door began with intermittent doorbell ringing. I was nervous and scared, and I didn't dare to move. If I did, they would see me through the window on the side of the front door, and if I tried to approach the kitchen, 
Once there, I would have to open the kitchen door in order to get to the phone. I didn't want to chance it, so I decided to stay put. The persistence continued, and I didn't know what to do. My stress level increased by tenfold. I laid back down in the fetal position, and I covered myself entirely with my blanket, hoping and praying that it would stop. I just kept telling myself that they would go away eventually. As I laid there, the persistence started to fade. My prayers were answered. I was safe. Or so I thought. I was just about to come out from under my blanket when suddenly the front doorknob then twisted along with the sound of jingling keys following it. No voices. Just the front door slowly opening. I froze. I stayed in the fetal position. I heard the first person walk in and then the other person. Both of them were men. One voice then said, I don't think anyone's home. And the other responded back with, Yeah, it looks that way. Then silence. I held my breath and didn't dare to move. Thoughts quickly started running through my mind. Maybe they're here to rob us. Maybe they're going to hurt me. I was scared. So scared. I dared not cry for fear that they would have heard me. I was just a little girl, and I'd be completely powerless against them if they had any ill will. I just listened as they opened the kitchen door, then walked in. Then, they stood in front of the stairs, one set leading up to the third level, and the other set leading downstairs to the basement. Since none of the furniture was present, they inquired if anyone lived here through conversation amongst themselves. I began to pray to myself, and I tried not to cry. They couldn't see me from where they stood. They were so close to me. Only several feet separated us, and they didn't know it. I was literally cornered. I felt so helpless. Then, both men headed towards the stairs leading down to the basement. I heard the first man begin his descent, but then the other man turned and he suddenly started walking towards my way. I laid perfectly still, not breathing, and I pretended to be asleep under my blanket with my backside facing him. I could feel him staring at me, knowing that someone was under the blanket as he stood there. He cleared his throat, then sang, Hey, hey, are you awake? I didn't respond, just pretending to be asleep. He said it again, this time a little louder. This caused the other man to come back upstairs. I stirred, pretending to wake up. I slowly came out from under my blanket, and I turned to face the men now standing together. I just played dumb, then sang, Huh? What? Who are you? There was a slight pause as they continued to stare at me. Here I was, all alone with two grown-ass men. I was totally shitting bricks inside, trying to think of a way out of this, while still trying to portray a poker face at the same time, as I then looked from one man and then to the other. I told myself I could run around them to get to the front door to escape, and since we didn't have any furniture, this could really work out in my favor. 
I said a quiet prayer to myself as I continued to stare at them. Then, the man who woke me up then said, Hi, we're just here to fix the light switch. It's the one going downstairs, right? My voice then betrayed my vulnerability as I responded fearfully. Yeah. The same man again spoke. Okay, we'll take care of it right now. We didn't mean to wake you up. You can go back to sleep. They then turned to focus on the task at hand as they proceeded downstairs. With a big exhale, the sigh of relief started to leave me. Yet, I remained vigilant as I stayed on my bedding, being very quiet until they finally finished after about 15 to 20 minutes. As they climbed up the stairs to come back up to the middle level where I was, the other man spoke this time, and he then announced in a loud voice, Okay, we're finished. You're all set. I quickly got up, and I then stood where they could see me. I then said thank you. They said goodbye to me, and then quickly departed. I paused briefly, and I then ran to the front door to make sure it was locked. I cried, thinking that this could have easily ended badly for me. I said another prayer, and I thanked my guardian angel for watching over me. I then told myself that I was going to tell my mother when she called to check in on me. But in the end, I ended up remaining silent on the matter. I don't know why I made that decision. Maybe I was afraid of getting into trouble for not doing the right thing of calling my mother right away when the unrelenting doorbell was first heard. Or maybe I was just embarrassed in my response to the situation of just being frozen with fear. I don't know. After I calmed myself down, my mother called shortly after that, and she instructed me to get dressed and to be ready for her when she came by to pick me up. I met her at the front door, and we walked out together to get into the car. We went on a little errand, and we then picked up my siblings from school. By the time we returned home, my older brother discovered that the downstairs light switch worked now. He called my mother's attention to it, and my mother looked at it, and then deduced that while we were going on our errand in the school pickup, that the repairman must have come by and fixed it during that time. I still didn't say anything. I just played dumb, acting shocked like everyone else that it was fixed. To this day, I still haven't said anything about it. Silly, I know, but I wasn't very proud of the fact that I didn't handle the situation better than I did. I learned an important lesson that day. Always listen to your gut feeling and act on it. I don't actually know if they were actually the repairmen or if they were there to rob the place. Whoever they were, I appreciate them fixing the light, but I really wish they would have shown up when I wasn't home and all alone. The story takes place when I was around 16 years old. We were on a school break, so my best friend Maggie was staying over. My parents were at work, and my little brother was at daycare. I'm going to describe the layout of my house for context. I lived in a two-story log cabin that sat far off the road, and it wasn't visible to passing cars, and there were thick woods on either side of it. There was a porch that stretched the length of the front of the house. There was a large wooden door in the middle with narrow windows on either side. 
When you walked through the front door, the living room was to your left, and the parlor and stairs were to the right. Straight ahead at the end of the breezeway was the kitchen, and from this view, you could see out the window and the back door. There was a bathroom from the living room which was also connected to the laundry room. My room was upstairs above the parlor. On the day this all happened, Maggie and I were working through a list of tasks that my dad gave us. He told us if we completed everything on the list, he would give us some money so that we could go out that weekend. I was upstairs in my room cleaning, while Maggie was in the downstairs bathroom cleaning. It was a really nice day outside, so I had my windows open. All of a sudden, I heard the crunching of leaves outside right below my window. I glanced out the window, and I saw a tall, skinny white man walking towards the back of my house. This didn't alarm me at first, because I just assumed it was the man from the electric company that reads the meter, as the meter's on that side of the house. I decided to go downstairs and check for the electric company truck just to make sure. I went downstairs, and as I reached the bottom step, Maggie came to the living room door. She told me that she saw a man in a camo jacket walking around the side of the house where she had been cleaning at. Then I told her what I had seen as well. I went to look out the window beside the front door, and there was no vehicle in sight, so it couldn't be the meter reader. I turned back towards Maggie, and she was staring down the breezeway to the back door. The man in the camo jacket was standing in the back door window staring at us. I grabbed Maggie's hand, and we ran upstairs. This was during the days before everyone had cell phones, so I had to call my mom's work. I told my mom what had happened, and she felt like we were probably overreacting, but she said that she would try and get a hold of my dad. A few minutes later, my dad called me. He said that he called next door to one of his good friends named JT, because he apparently thought JT's son was home at the time. His son Ben was at home, and he told my dad that he'd be happy to ride over to our house with his gun and check things out for us. I felt so much better after talking to my dad. A couple of minutes later, Ben rode up on his four-wheeler. We went out on the porch, and we then showed him where we had seen the men. He then took his gun and walked all the way around the house and quad a ways into the woods, but he didn't find anything. He checked on us again, and we then thanked him for checking on us. I know what I saw and Maggie was pretty certain of what she saw as well. They could have run across the backyard and into those woods. They easily could have jumped the fence and been gone. I'm glad they left, though, and I hope I never have to experience anything like that ever again. I know this might not be the scariest story out there to many of you, but it was a very scary experience for me and my friend. Hey everyone, I'm a 28-year-old female now, and at the time, this happened almost 6 to 7 years ago. I had spent the night at my boyfriend's now husband's house, and his mom went out of town, and we were waiting for his brother to come home, so we kept the door unlocked. It was around 11 to 12 during the fall time, and it was somewhat dark, dark enough for the streetlight to be on. We had moved our bed out into the living room, because why not? There was a big TV to play our video games on. 
Our backs were turned to the door, and we had heard a car pull up, and we heard just one door shut, but the vehicle still on sounded like a big truck. We didn't really think anything of it because at the time, my brother-in-law was getting rides from friends because he was saving up money for a car, so we never knew what kind of car would pick him up. We then heard footsteps on the porch, and then the doorknob slowly turning, and at the same time, our two dogs who are lab husky mix then growl at the door. We had noticed the light from the streetlight, and then we heard the door slam. The truck then peels out of our driveway, and it's going so fast you can hear the tire screech. Me and my husband just looked at one another, very confused. We then get up and slowly make our way to the door, looking for anything we could find for weapons. We then do a walk around the house with our dogs. Now, our dogs are very lovable dogs, but the boy dog will not hesitate to defend his family, and the girl dog will do the same, but she'll try to leave it to her brother. She's a very anxious dog. She has anxiety, so to hear her growl like that really shocked us. After we look around the house, my husband calls his brother, asking if he had just left the house, peeling out of the driveway. He then replied back with, No man, I'm still at work. I'll be doing a double tonight, so I won't be back until early morning, maybe even mid-afternoon. That made my husband's face turn completely white. We left the house in his mom's car, and we left our own vehicle in the driveway in case they came back. We decided to park up the street from our house so that we were able to see our house perfectly. My mother-in-law's car wasn't parked in the driveway. It never really is, as she always parked away from the house, so these people would have no idea what her car looks like. A few hours go by, and we're still in the car, looking at the house. We're getting pretty tired at this point. Our dogs are also restless from being in the car for so long. We figured it would be okay now to go back home since those people never came back. We then leave my husband's mom's car where we parked it at, and we walk back. That was honestly the longest walk of our lives. We're so tired at this point, and we lock everything up. It's 4.30 a.m. now, and we're now awakened to our dogs going absolutely crazy and also foaming at the mouth. Someone's trying to get in the house through the window in the kitchen, and they broke it. When my husband saw this, he ran to the guy full force, and he pushes him out, leaving him to fall on his back and cry out for the others. I heard one trying to bust the back door down, and I then called the cops, letting them know what was going on. I then threw down the phone, and I raced to my husband, who had told me quietly to run up to the attic, and he tossed me the dogs. I'm now running as I pass the back door, and someone actually got me with a knife across my arm. I actually got a pretty good gash from it. I stopped and looked at him, and I struck him with a kick to the nuts, and as soon as he got down, I then kneed him and ran upstairs. I heard one of my dogs whimpering, and I stop in the hallway, turning around, and it's my girl dog, one of those fuckers that actually stabbed my dog. My husband had the guy who did it in a headlock, and he was hitting him in the face. We had finally heard the sirens from a distance. The cops were here. Feeling confident, I run for the front door and I kick the guy in the face who struck me with the knife because he was actually still down from me kicking him in the nuts. 
I run out of my house with my hands up, and I then tell the cops that my husband has one in custody, and that another intruder is down near the back door. We watch the cops take away the two men. The cops seem to believe that this was more than just a two-man job. My husband got a few cuts and bruises, and I had to get a few stitches. Our dog was also okay, thank God. We still live in that house, and we updated our house with a ton of cameras and much better windows. I know this situation probably sounded like a movie, but it really did happen, and it's still the scariest thing that's ever happened to either of us. Please, everyone, stay safe out there.